Hello, friends and fans of the Sacred Ordinary podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to be back with you after a long break, actually. I think this is the longest break um, we've had ever since the podcast started. It was not intentional, just a lot, I suppose, was happening uh, internally and just a bit of a change in the schedule. And also, since we finished The Artist Way, um, I felt like it was somehow a powerful, you know, um, transformational period that if you followed the episodes that we all went through, uh, even though it might have been subtle, which for me um, definitely was subtle, but the power of it was very much um, felt and experienced uh, through uh, my day-to-day life and also in the bigger picture of that as well. Uh, I thank you all of you for a couple a couple of my friends and people who listen to the podcast actually reached out to me and asked for a new episode. So to be honest with you, um, I didn't uh, really plan about a specific topic to talk about. I'm just kind of being present and trusting um, what I am receiving in the moment to communicate with you all. And I'll name the podcast after after this talk. So uh, where can we start? You know, first of all, the season is changing as I'm... I'm um, recording this um, in a few days summer is going to turn to fall and the weather is kind of getting a little chilly here in New York City and um, the uh, outside um, you know festivities (laughs) the best way it has been happening um, through the pandemic are you know kind of juicing their last moments Um, Personally, I have been quite busy. I did an experiment called the Vision Quest, which is a a very powerful Native American tradition to find some clarity and healing. You can go into this um, 10-day retreat generally. So let's say there are different groups that do it differently, but generally you go... um, three or four days um, fasting in nature. Some some groups drink water, some groups don't even drink water. And you're basically showing up raw in this wilderness, wild environment, sleeping maybe where bears sleep or if it's in the desert where snakes might be around or anything like that, that generally we're kind of immune to let's say but you know what is immunity like you know um like the leader of this program was saying you know look look at yourself look who you are you are at the top of the food chain so if anything you're the threat you know when you're going to this wilderness but you know nevertheless (laughs) it honestly the first night that i didn't even spend um alone in nature yet and we were on the property uh, that was safe and it was with the group and with the the leader of the program. Um, I was so scared even though I have slept in many different conditions to be honest with you by myself in nature in here and there. Um, But it was somehow triggering my fears so much that I 
was convinced that first night that I was going to turn around and that this is not my thing. And throughout this pandemic, I learned all these lessons about how to be good to myself and pamper myself. And why would I be doing this? <laughs> going, you know, not eating and going to nature in these um, quote unquote harsh conditions. Um, however, despite its moments of kind of having its moments of boredom just at, from New York City going in the middle of nature with no, you know, stimulation beyond besides your immediate relationship with nature, um, which to our eyes and ears can kind of seem, you know, plain at first or, or uh, you know, just... Um, just, I don't know, you know, you need a d different set of uh, perspective to really deeply connect with it physically. Um, besides those moments of boredom, and also when I was, you know, losing control of my thoughts and my feelings, all I was thinking about was food, obviously, and all the things I was going to come back and eat. But uh, honestly, the fasting part was not the most difficult part about it. And uh, I can't say, I think more than anything, like, because uh, you choose area, the area you're supposed to stay. And I think my, uh, just uh, my choice of the place that I stayed was just kind of uncomfortable um, physically, but it was still not a huge issue. And I'm so grateful for the experience. And honestly, after we came back and then last morning, that uh, it was the second day after coming back, back out of the wilderness and staying on his property, um, I all of a sudden started putting everything together and realizing like what my whole journey was about and where, uh, what was holding me back and how um, unaware of it I, I had been, I have been. And, um, you know, the visions all came together, the clarity came together. And besides that, the group that I was spending this um, journey with uh, were a group of amazing people. Half of them were actual um, therapists with holistic practices and have had years and years of experience. So the space that was held was very much of a support pure supportive um an experienced um of an experienced group of people especially one of the people was just amazing like mind-blowing full of stories full of jokes like absolutely knew what to say at you know just kind of randomly being super spontaneous and intuitive actually um and it was just a very beautiful experience and i think after coming back personally um I came to appreciate a lot of the personal work that I have done throughout the years and how being feeling more reassured of every practice that um, I have taken my time to go through and every difficulty that I have faced and every confusion that I have had. And it's so amazing to think that a 10-day uh, vision quest might kind of bring all of these things, per perspectives together. And I think any sort of... Um, you know, time out that you give yourself with a with a powerful intention and with showing up fully as yourself with your full heart and soul in it and being willing to dedicate yourself to that 
10 days, let's say, or whatever the time is. Cause like the year before that I did the Vipassana retreat and the year before that I did a, something called the Sadhana intensive through a Shivananda organization, which was, um, lots of pranayamas or breath work. So, and the year before that I did a master cleanse, um, fasting, which wasn't as holistic because, um, yeah, I just did it by myself and there was not a lot of intention and, and which proves the point of how amazing it is for a group of people to come together um, uh, with intention and help each other out and how, you know, it takes a village to raise the child within us and that child within us, as the artist way says, is our creative artist. Um, so, you know, I'm just kind of I guess, uh, putting all these dots together and, um, actually speaking of dots today is also the birthday of feel good, <laughs> which is a guide and teacher that I follow. Uh, I, if you've been following my, um, episodes, you have heard his name before as well. It's September 16th. So, um, so yeah, so it's amazing how, you know, every single journey, every unique journey that we do have is valid and it is absolutely divine and how important it is for us to experience our own journeys. And until we do that, we really are basically half-assing life. And that half-assing life is still a journey but it's um you know unless we choose and we, we dig deep enough to realize why are we half-assing it and and um what is holding us back from full-assing it and <laughs> and um you know all of these we're suffering more and we're just kind of lost and how what a difference it makes to have clarity to you know, be aware of the direction at least that we want to go to and how to put two and two together when it comes to um, who we are and who our people are, what our gifts are, because these are some of the main questions that need to be asked. What are my gifts and who are my people? This is in the Native American traditions. This is one of the directions um, energy, like they have different directions north east south west and then um you know above and beyond and center and like you know if you want to get deeper into all of those but each direction has its own qualities and questions and you know all of these things and so um you know one of the main calming calming questions is what are my gifts and who are my people? And it's almost to me feels like if you could get those two um, and can focus on that, then, uh, you know, it's uh, going to be easier. Sorry about the little break. All of a sudden, the my apartment uh, got a little noisy, so... And I apologize because there uh, is a dog now that lives here that once in a while barks. So I won't stop the recording if that happens as my door is closed and um, it's kind of cute actually in the background, I think. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so those are the main questions to ask. What are my gifts and who are my people? So 
But I think the main thing that uh, has captured my attention, and I feel like it's a beautiful um, metaphor to look at, you know, there's so many different metaphors and stories that we tell ourselves when it comes to um, life, right? And how we perceive life and, and what is it to us? Like there are some people who think love, life is sacrifice all the time. Like you have to be a martyr. It's kind of astrologically, no offense, it's not a judgment at all, but <clears throat> it's very much, much associated in, from what I understand to the sign of Pisces. Like that's because also like they're the most mature and like, you know, kind of have to, like an elder, like a, you know, parent, they look at all the other signs <laughs> and they kind of have to sacrifice a lot and life is full of sacrifices, but you know, like, or to some people, life is just, you know, about partying and having a good time and having fun and like hedonistic perspectives or, um, to others, life is only suffering or whatever it is. And so, you know, and it's like about the story that we tell ourselves and how we perceive it. So there is um, so many people uh, obviously look at life as a journey or uh, for a better, you know, there's a different people who call it even a hero's journey. Like um, I believe the alchemist is kind of about that. It doesn't call it a hero's journey. It's more like a dreamer. And uh, Joseph Campbell calls it like a hero's journey. And there are some qualities um, depending on what sort of version you have heard maybe or haven't, which I wanted to share with you, is that basically what happens is the person, the individual feels like, and I want to mention... Uh, my coach Michael Beal, who um, you know I, I um, studied with a life coaching um, and NLP life coaching techniques programming, and which is neuro linguistic programming. Um, uh, who I um, you know sometimes might quote the way he tells the story, which I really love, and I also in the Vision Quest we did talk about the hero's journey. So it's not associated to anybody specific. It's like, you know, the question of, is it intellectual property or is it not intellectual property? It's basically like we all have access to the same source. It's just basically language that we might resonate with collectively more. So um, what happens is, you know, at some part, part and point of the, you know, person's life, there is a, this feeling that, maybe there should be something more or that there's something missing or that there is something not, you know, happening yet or is not enough, you're not happy or whatever. And for whatever reason, the person feels that they're getting a call for an adventure. And in this, this uh, you know, stage, they could accept it or not, right? So, um if they do commit to that adventure, then there is a part that they could receive help. There's some sort of a help they're receiving. And they and usually what happens is they go to a new land with different rules. So this could be very, you know, much literal or it could be, you know, metaphorical. Like, you know, you could be starting your own business or you could be... Um, starting a new relationship, whatever it is, going to a new land with different rules. What you think works 
often doesn't work, and what you thought wouldn't work often does. It's kind of like very much of an exploratory、um, journey. And then in the meantime, there are characters that you meet. Some of them are wise sages. Some of them are evil tempters or temptresses, in a sense, because and usually. The I mean you know obviously we don't want to like kind of talk duality here but there are things let's say that slow you down and keep your attention just on a surface level and how are sparkly and are so attractive and you just kind of get caught up in those things let's call those the tempters or the temptresses and there are others that really truly connect you to your authentic. Self to your integral self, and you can move forward with all your shadow and light and integrity, which is what should be like the the combination of both, as which means not really judging, you know, what is bad or good necessarily, and just、uh, owning it all.、Um, And you have to decide which is which, and you don't. You there's nobody who can tell you. Nobody can tell you which one of these are the wise sages on your path, and which one of them are the seductors, seductors or the tempters. And usually, the tempters are often more appealing. And then you are set a series of trials, and many of. Which you might fail. However, sometimes failing them is the only way to move forward and learn. Failure often leads to success. So even if you fail, even if it doesn't work, you know that you've learned something new. There definitely is going to be、um, a silver lining, and that's obviously like it's important to catch that. And usually, when you're in that sort of journey, like.、Um, You will catch it because <laughs> there's nothing else to hang on to, and everything's so unfamiliar that、um, you know you're basically face to face with、um, what is good quality,、um, what is the savior in the situation. <clears throat> and then, while you are on your way to find this treasure, whether you're finding a treasure, whether you're defeating the monster, or Rescuing the prince or the princess, or finding them, or whatever,、um, there is very likely that you have to face your greatest fear or fears first. So it's like it's kind of like that when I told you <laughs> that first night that I、um, had to, you know, I was very convinced. I was like, no, I can't. I'm going back, even though it doesn't matter. It was basically my own fear that I don't want to defeat myself like that kind of. It it can get like more complicated, but obviously, if it's your journey, you will understand it, and you have to interpret it in your own understanding and not necessarily by common sense all the time because. You know, nobody else knows your own psyche and your own subconscious and your conscious mind and stuff like that. And this is your journey, and whatever you get. And of course, you know the wise sages that you identify、um, can give you perspective. And I think it will be palpable enough. So you have to face your greatest fears, and you cannot avoid it. It would not work. You have to work through those fears. And fear, we say fear because it's probably like at the top of all the other things that are holding us back. Whether it's like you call it, let's say 
perfectionism or you know uh religion i mean i don't know what whatever you whatever you call name it and on top of it there's fear you know so it could be anything so yeah so um that's the hero's journey um now it would be interesting to um look at yourself and and wonder like what type of story do you tell about life to yourself and would that help you and does does it help you or doesn't it help you and how can you change um the, that story or that metaphor about life so that it works for you that's how we we sit in the driver's seat of our of our lives and we create and we allow that um, creative self, the child within, to play as it pleases. And I think one of the most, 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 most important things that um, here is our dog <laughs> is, is agreeing is to remain silly and playful and find something to laugh about. And don't forget that, um, you know, not it's not all that serious. Um, and that's important because it, it can get very serious. <laughs> so it's like part of the balancing uh, aspect of the whole journey. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I am a very uh, grateful for all of you who are tuning in. And um, it's been a very powerful time for humanity. Um, I will... I'm looking forward to, to more episodes as I'm taking on clients for life coaching and I'm really immersing myself in this process of growth and it's really beautiful and I'm in love with it. So if you are interested, um, you can reach out to me on my website called goalraise.coach. So that's G-O-L-R-I-Z dot C-O-A-C-H g-o-l-r-i-z dot c-o-a-c-h and you can um book uh any sort of appointment from energy healing to even yoga classes if you're around or we could do zoom or um i can offer also distance sound healing energy healing and also we could do coach life coaching sessions and if you are uh, finding me through here you can just mention uh, that you found me on Anchor and we I will uh, give you a discount and we can talk about, you know, maybe we'll have like a free session or something like that. All right. So um, uh, until next time, I'm giving you a big, big virtual hug and looking forward to it. Namaste.